We're rolling. Cleveland Moto Podcast. Yeah, hey, hey, there's wheels up. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, hey guys. We got a nice big fat podcast for you podcast listeners out there. We got content, content, and content. We're prepared. And we got people. We got all kinds of people. Um, don't tell me what you rode this week because... Uh, right. To my left is... Nick DeVito. To his left is... Dustin. To his left. Johnny Mack. And to his left. Chris Smith. Mike Rome. Sleepy Cinch. Tim Hamflin. And Pete Hamflin. And your humble narrator, Phil Waters. So... Wait, wait. Can I give props to that efficient introduction? I know, right? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. It usually yeah. takes about 20 We're like minutes. at 38 seconds and we're all in. Uh, so this was like one of those, I, I liken this to being in sixth grade again, because it's Friday night, it's boys night, we're not hitting the club, and just lighter. like being in, yeah, just like being in sixth grade, some kid brings a toy to recess. Everything in sixth grade boys? Yeah. <laughs> so today Sleepy brought his, uh, two-axis drone, and <laughs> it was looking great, man. Yeah, he's driving around the shop, we got a... Uh, six inch off the ground POV. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. I, it's it, really neat, and I didn't think it was going to make it ar- like through all the walls yeah. and around your shop. It took the long tour. Yeah, and it, it took the it took it went places I would never <laughs> put a remote control car blindly. FPV and in it. It yeah. made it all the way to the back service department, and we caught John and the you know Johnny Chrome in the service department with yeah. his pants down. I don't think <laughs> that was kind of weird. We wondered why we was late to the. You podcast. backed away instantly. I was, <laughs> that that motherfucker was a lube job. That yeah. motherfucker was getting ready to get a Roman helmet. <laughs> <laughs> pink elephant, pink elephant. Oh no! But, yeah. but this this opens up a lot of opportunities <laughs> for 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 events yeah. like beer delivery. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and um. Well, uh, I don't even know. Girl showers? Girl, yeah. Boobs. Yeah. Boobs. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly yeah. it. Beer, can I get a yeah. beer system? Yeah. <laughs> if fucking Richard Rollins can have a beer system, I can have a beer system. Yeah. Right? It's a little cooler on a wagon behind it, a little trailer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Six mm-hmm. back behind oh, I like happening. The, that POV part of it, though, is pretty fun. That's just that's the silliest part of it. It's just that, that heads-up view, so to speak. Yeah, and you have your you have your big your bikes packed tight in here. Yes, we do. And we were able to maneuver around them quite uh Yes, and we also now have car. So we have added yeah. a four-wheeled, which is just slightly heavier than the Harley. Uh, so the Nissan Figaro is... That's a toss-up. It is a toss-up, yeah. It might be easier to move the Figaro. The, the crazy but part the about the Figaro did make it through the door. Is you posted that picture with all the bikes in here. Yeah. And you said, what's different, right? Mm-hmm. It's shorter than most of the mirrors and oh, handlebars yeah. in yeah. the entire room. It took yeah, a minute. It is. I yeah. had to look at it. I had to close it out. And I'm like, well, what, what, what? Why would he post that picture? I looked at it, it like two or three times before I actually was like, wink. Yeah, right. I, I thought I, he was I, talking I, about the KLR. I was like, too, which it was bike looks scooter. wrong. Yeah, right. That's exactly what I did. Well, I actually had to drive over here and look in your warehouse because I couldn't tell. You're like, what's new in there? Oh, fuck, there's a car in there. So, yeah, I like that. That PSA where they're passing the basketball and the dancing gorilla goes through. Yes, you didn't see the dancing mm-hmm. gorilla, yeah. the yeah. pink gorilla. You didn't see the power. Well, uh, and Figaro. Yeah, Figaro. And it's the first time we've ever had a car in this showroom. And I could say it's the first time anybody had a car in this showroom, <laughs> except for the fact that this building used to be a car dealership. Really? So, yeah. So, ages ago, ages and ages ago, we have it upon authority of the city council that this building. Hear ye, hear ye. I do decree that this was once a car dealership. Yeah, yeah well, on, really? the, on the Cleveland uh, registry. registry. 
Sounds like bullshit. It was a car dealership. <laughs> well, so, yeah. That explains the bigger double doors from that hallway into this area, I guess. I but think those are... There was a wall are, no, here when no, we were... Those are fresh. <clears throat> now, all that stuff... Well, the whole front of the building is different. Oh, so okay. the whole front of the building's been reskinned. So the... Sh- yeah. As soon as I saw that picture, I showed my son. I showed Luke. Yeah. And I go, what do you want to bet by next mid-next summer? Yeah. Those man doors are out. Oh, yeah. And there's a big door. Yeah. Well, I would have a big door on the front of the building, except for it makes what for stealing things much easier. Mm -hmm. Well, you would put a steel roll-up like a a (sighs) fucking New York City door. Exactly. Yeah, that's... It's these doors that were here that we had to put the Figaro through, we'll never do it again. That car well, had will, to be tied. I mean, it was toy. Yeah. To- toy. toy. Like a toy gun. Like a toy gun. <laughs> you had to move quite a bit of shit, too, huh? What's that? You had to move quite oh, a bit. Oh, yeah, we moved a lot of stuff. And did we... you have to put it up on two wheels to get it through? No, actually, we <laughs> didn't Joey Chitwood it, but we did... Uh, <laughs> ah, Chitwood. We did back <laughs> it. <laughs> we backed it in until the point where it was like... we The car was running. Yeah. And I love when James is like, why don't you shut it off? And I was like, shutting the car off isn't going to make it get through the door any easier. In fact, kind of the opposite. Right. And that's what he thought. He was just like, he's like, yeah, but like the fact that it's running is adding stress to the situation. So what we ended up doing to get the angle right is we got the ass of the car in the door. And then I grabbed my, you know, ancient 1958 Sears floor jack, my roller jack, and jacked up the back cross axle. And just lifted the car four inches, so the tires were off the ground. Mm-hmm. And then we could swivel the car. I so a, I have some of those dollars. I do, too. But they're you know, from Harbor Freight, and they, they don't work as good as the 1956 Sears. Yeah, mine are great. Mine are Harbor Freight, but they, they yeah. fucking go. I mean, I've got them. Okay. We have them at home, but they're not here. Mine are right in Lakewood. So well, my jack was four feet from the car, and it worked. And it has a long handle. You just drag the car around. Mm-hmm. And that's, what, like I said, a remarkably light car. That's the fact jack. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And we got it in, and we, it was really fun to maneuver it around using that jack. So the front wheels turned, but the back wheels were pivotable too now because of that jack. It's like four-wheel steering. It was four-wheel steering. It's like a big old shopping trolley. Yep. And it worked fine. It got in there really cool. Anybody have any breaking news for the podcast? I got some breaking news. Oh, yeah? I'm taking my brother to Baja. Get the fuck out of here. Really? That's a big deal, man. Full of shit. You better make make sure the wife's on board on that. (laughs) I got news for you, buddy. News from the War Department? My baby brother, Tim, who looks like my older brother, is actually a couple years younger than me. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite gags when we go into some place and we're like chatting up a bartender or something, that I ask... Who's, Who's older. older? I think we did this with Renee one time. Yeah, you actually. did. Yeah. And they always pick him, okay. which makes me laugh my yeah, balls sure. off. It, it's it's really, basically because he smokes. He got a face like a catcher's mess. That's a Seinfeld reference, by the way. Don't hold um, back, Pete. Tell us how you really. But anyhow, you too, big brother. Baby brother's turning fifty in January, and in March we're going to Baja. Nice. For, uh, for you gotta week. get your passport. He's gonna have to get a passport. Yeah, you gotta get your passport. Yeah, they're funny about that now. If he yeah. wants to go, I mean, I haven't really asked if him If he that, wants to so come back, he'll need a passport. This is, this is, <laughs> this is, this is live break, on-air proposal. Live yeah. breaking news, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. your donkey, yeah. your donkey show shots. You know what? I don't say ask for permission. Show. The point is, anytime anybody offers to take you to Baja, you go. 
Yeah, you have. Because it's magical. I, well, I'm going to yeah. tell you right now. I've already asked his wife for permission, and she's already granted her approval. Oh, so. well, oh. shit. If, he's, okay. in, if right. he's in, we're yeah. in. We're then going. you're in. you yeah, got to yeah. do it, man. And well, if you got her permission, yeah. 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 Baja's just... Well, so what you're saying is I have no she's chance of going in his place at this time. There's more spots available. If anyone else wants to go... No, but that costs money. I was hoping to slide in because he couldn't go. What bikes are you taking? I'll be taking the BMW, the F800. The F800? And you're going to take your CSC? CSC, yes. I am going to yeah. invest in some soft luggage because um, I fully anticipate hitting the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, even, if I, even if I have to push him over. How yeah. are you going to get the bikes to San Diego? I mean, are you starting in San Diego or Texas? We are starting in San Diego. Tecate, which Tecate. is just outside of yeah. San Diego. Right we're, not, we're, gonna, we're not going through Tijuana, though. We're okay. going to go out yeah. to Tecate. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going with a gentleman by the name of GPS Kevin, who's very active on the ADV Rider website. Oh, yeah. Okay. He <laughs> offers like semi-guided tours where yeah. basically... He does the legwork of setting up. Halfway there. Yeah, yeah. Semi guided. No, he later. He sets up the hotels. He sets up the routes. But then you let. Then he'll show you where the bathroom is. We won't wipe your ass for you. That's pretty cool. um, That's that's what I'm looking for. Someone who's been there before knows the lay of the land. Um, It's pretty brainless. You follow the yellow brick road on your GPS. GPS. And there's different options too. You can follow the GPS route. It's like blue, green, or red. Blue is a regular route. Green is if you want to make time easy, like paved roads. Sure, fast. Red means like let's drive on the beach, let's go over the, you know, the mountains and yeah. whatever, you know. So what you're saying is you're doing all the red roads. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you both are adventuring. We are going to be adventuring. Right, you're yeah. going to be adventuring, so um, you should go on the red roads. But the thing yes. is, is that's legit. So, like you do need those professional things because if you just tried to do it yourself and you made a, a calculated error, you can be stuck and have problems. Well, they yeah. have devices. Yeah, you know, there's spots and spots. Tim has and a stuff. spot. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. be on the spot the right. whole time. Yeah. But we're going to be with guys that have done it, done it before. Right. For us from Ohio to go all the way to San Diego yeah. and dip our toe into Baja, Mexico, it's it's a bit exotic. It's like going overseas. Basically. You trucking them out there? We're either going to truck them to either yeah. Las Vegas or right to San Diego. Yeah. We'll fly into Las Vegas or San Diego, mm-hmm. hopefully where the bikes are. Right. And then we'll pick up the bikes, um, ride down, meet the rest of the group, and then we go into Mexico as a group. Perfect. But, uh, I'm yeah. glad you got all this planned out. Well, he's been thinking about it. And when are you doing it? It's your birthday March, present. first week, uh, last week of March, uh, first week of April. And then cool. you're riding back? And then we will ride back, yes. Yeah. So I would love to ride down, do the trip into Baja, yeah. and then ride home, but... You know, time constraints, yeah, work constraints, yeah, days everything else. Deal, yeah. And it's so, Ohio, so it might be snowing. In, like, you fucking yeah, know yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to ship the bikes down. Yeah. We're going to fly in, pick them up, do the Baja for a week, mm-hmm. and then ride home. We'll have a week to ride home before i got to be back to work. Awesome. Tim's self-employed, so he can uh, blow off work, and that's kind of a shoulder season for him, so mm-hmm. uh, hopefully he can get away. That's fantastic, yeah. man. That's I, super I'm cool. sitting here listening to you explain all this stuff, and I'm, I'm realizing where my wife's head was. This yeah, she got rid of you for ten days. Yeah, no, no, she was asking me all kinds of weird. Questions oh, really? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, this is going to be like right. his birthday's in January. We're going to spring it on him on his birthday, but certain legwork has to be done before then. Uh, the planning, as far as uh, yeah, the getting the airfare, getting a passport. Making arrangements. Uh, yeah. Did she ask you about life insurance? Was she like, "Did you up your life insurance?" No, she pays recently? that bill religiously. <laughs> religiously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. religiously. So it's probably a new ride around. Yeah, it. right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Something about up transit. The, up the coverage. That's right. All. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's fucking cool, man. That's yeah. really really neat. Well, thanks, big brother. That's pretty yeah. cool. 
That's that's a great man. That's a great birthday present. I've I've had a couple Ooh. of good adventures the last couple yeah. of years, and Tim's been left at home. And then mm-hmm. um, we usually do a ride every fall together. And the past year, I thought um, for sure you were going to say Trail Nineties. No, we're not going to do the Trail Nineties. <laughs> I'm in. I would. I if I had a year, I'd do the Trail Nineties. I thought um, it was going to yeah, be a Trail Ninety Mexican like, adventure. Yeah. yeah. See, now that would be fun. It, that They're would be all fun, fun yeah. but yeah, but it's it's. It's way more weird to do it on the wrong stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. It's just more fun to do it. Anybody else got any late-breaking motorcycle news? Because I got Boku, as they would say. Uh, first of all, oh, two Boku. News from Eichma. Oh yeah, two Boku. Sometimes, folks, Eichma, you know the the mm-hmm. big show in Milan, mm-hmm. where all the European brands show what they're going to have next year. I actually went there once, nineteen. 88, I think. 89, maybe? <laughs> just happened to be there and figured... I did, yeah. Yeah. I went there as a bicycle guy because it's a shared bicycle and motorcycle show. I was there with an interest in bicycles. It must be so but... sad to be there for the bicycles. But it's still, it was cool. It was very, it was a very cool experience being in Italy for any yeah. sort of a two-wheeled um, convention. That's like yeah. going to the Westminster Kennel Club representing, like... Pooper scoopers. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was young, I was somewhat misguided. What can I say? Oh, I would be young and full of vitality. So sometimes it's not what's in the booth that matters; it's what's not in the booth that matters. He said, "It's not." Yeah, I know. But think about that for a second, because this happened to us here in the states a couple of years ago when the Polaris um, Victory booth was empty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you guys might remember an international motorcycle show in Cleveland mm-hmm. where the booth that said Victory Cleveland on the back wall had a couple of slingshots in it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Because mm-hmm. what's not in the booth speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And that was the year that Victory stopped being a motorcycle company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going through all of the pictures and all the information from ICMA and I couldn't find anywhere in any picture a Moto Guzzi 1400. At all. <laughs> At all. <laughs> so, in the, yeah. so in the Moto Guzzi booth, they had a camel, and they had an ADV 850, oh. right? And they had more flavors of V7 than you could fucking imagine, and some V9s. But there were no 1400s. Not an Adache, not an Eldorado, not a Touring, and goddamn no MGX-21. Batman, Darth Vader's motorcycle. Hmm. Fortress. That, the Flying Fortress, right? And that's a lot of money. Our research and development, that's a lot of production, that's a lot of marketing. That's a lot. I mean, I can tell you, I mean, we haven't carried the Moto Guzzi's for the last year. But we can tell you, we were front row and center for the dog and pony show that was the California 1400 line. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of pepperoni. That is a lot of fucking pepperoni. (laughs) And it's a big meatball. So so you think maybe since you guys dropped Moto Guzzi, that sent him into a tailspin? Well, top U.S. sales for the third quarter, second quarter, and second quarter. Right now. But take them all. Take all the quarters. What weighs more, one big dog or a bunch of little dogs? Well, you know it. Okay. Absolutely. So Cleveland Moto stopped carrying Moto Guzzi's last year. 
but we're only one of 10 dealers who stopped carrying Moto Guzzi's last year. And today I talked to another one. Um, all seasons, our friends down in Worcester <coughs> at Yamaha, BMW, Suzuki, Moto Guzzi, Honda, Honda Kawasaki, Husqvarna. Been in business for 53 years. Has just shut its doors. Actively seeking a the whole buyer. store. They're gone. Yes, yeah, the whole store. No, they got a buyer. They do. Johnny K's bought them. Not so what's that? Not so gross. Yeah. So Johnny K's is this mega dealership. They used to be nothing down in Oberlin. It was like a little tiny shop, and you know, uh, I think they did like Sea or or whatever, like ski doos. Yeah. They, they were, oh, and, and Chinese scooters. And well, but Johnny K's was just a little tiny shop, and then. Johnny K's opened up a, what used to be, I think, like a Levin's Furniture Store at 83 in Lodi. So when you're driving 83 southbound, you're about to hit 71. You look off to the left, it's a new, well, it's an old structure they repurposed to be this fancy, you know, big ass. And this is, the idea is like, it's <clears throat> Iron Pony-esque. It's, it's bigger than it should be to be just a motorcycle shop. And so they're in Lodi, which isn't that far from Worcester, where All Seasons was. No. And then Johnny Kay's recently just took over the bad half of Elyria Mall, <laughs> Midway Mall. Really? Yeah. I and didn't so, know they had a bad half. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought they had two bad half. I didn't know they had a good half. I thought they had two bad half. <laughs> That's three bad half. Well, if you go there today, I mean, I was there a the few days ago. The first half is bad. The second half is worse. And you don't even want to see the third half. Right. The third half is good. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's on another level. But the... The packet, I like that. Like that yeah, the uh, next level. Uh, <laughs> the one side of the mall, they're trying desperately to keep the mall going because malls are failing. You know, malls across America are failing. Yeah. So Johnny Kays was able to get a sweetheart of a deal in what used to be a Macy's. Okay, and so what used to be a Macy's is trying to become a motorcycle megastore, uh-huh. along the lines of a Iron Pony in Illyria. In Illyria. Okay. Yeah. So you should check it out. No, I shouldn't. Um, yeah, while right. It <laughs> and, while it lasts. And I think that's a part of their marketing problem. I think that's part of their marketing thing. Like, they are sponsoring everything these days. The Piston Power Show is sponsored by Johnny Case, right? So, this is a big deal. And uh, it's. I wonder if they want to sponsor my Baja trip. Call them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, they, they just became a BMW dealer. Oh, okay. Because wow. they bought all seasons inventory. Ah, yeah. See how that works? Yeah. So they couldn't be the BMW dealer before because not far from them, all seasons had the BMW franchise. Yep. So BMWs is going to be doors locked by December 31st. I'm going to throw down the uh, gauntlet to Johnny K. Yeah. I was down at all seasons about a month ago trying to buy a Honda Monkey. Yeah. Of which they had one, mm-hmm. of which I swung my leg over. Yeah. Of which I jizzed on. Yeah. And um, they wouldn't come a penny off the price. No, they didn't. Why don't they come a penny off the price? They're getting ready to sell the joint. You think they want to move some inventory? So Johnny K called me, man. Made me a deal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so you I've off. already came on it, so it's well, like, hey. So Johnny K's has taken <laughs> all their other lines. No one's, gonna, no one's gonna pay full price now. Right. Already rubbed their DNA seat. They only knew. Once yeah. again, don't get it wet. Don't feed it after midnight. <laughs> the, uh, looking at their at their website, yeah. they have a lot of ATVs. And a lot of dirt bikes. Well, they have three stores. So oh, they have, they're okay. on their third store now. So they're growing at an exponential rate. Did they buy the joint on the Engel Henry Ford Boulevard? I don't think so. Uh, that no, that's uh, still It's always Jeff been Keys. like yeah. Power Sports of Cleveland, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. their signage changed. The little yeah. four-wheeler came off the top of the building. And it's replaced I by a jet ski. Is it now? Yeah, okay. there's jet ski on the roof where there used to I be a I swear to wife said yeah. that that's now some kind of like Johnny K. I thought she used that name. It could have been. Yeah, they might have purchased it. The But they are getting rather large. 
But the thing is, and this is the point of the conversation, they took BMW, they took Suzuki, they took Honda, they took Yamaha, mm. they didn't take Gucci. <laughs> so all seasons has to figure out how to get the body in the box for Gucci. Mm-hmm. And having quit that, having done that almost a calendar year ago today, I can I had a conversation with them today talking about what they can expect in this very <laughs> ugly divorce. And this is what happens when a dealer stops carrying a line. Mm-hmm. And it's not pretty. Like it, it's not just hey, there's 24 bikes here, come and get them, and give me the check. That's not how it works. Mm. This is this is the worst deadbeat dad scenario you've ever been in your life. Mm. Uh, because these companies, they don't want to pick your bikes up because they don't like putting things in their warehouse. They like taking things out of their warehouse. It's a one-way valve. It is a one-way mm-hmm. valve. And then once that piece of shit is, well, I'm sorry, that non-current inventory or distressed inventory is in their warehouse, then they have to write a check to whatever floor co- flooring company paid to have it on your floor. Which means they don't get to buy it back off of you cheap. They got to buy it back off of you for what you paid for it, even though now it's 18 months old and less sellable. So those of us that have never owned a dealership. Yeah. So can you explain? So you take inventory in from these guys. Yeah. And you pay for it. No. Okay. So can you explain that? Sure. I'll give you the the elevator pitch. Okay. You want to be a dealer. The first thing you got to have is a million dollars worth of credit. Okay. If you don't have a million dollars of credit, I don't care. Your intentions are great. You're not going to become a dealer mm-hmm. because no distributor in the United States is going to answer your phone call unless you can show them you've got a million dollar credit line because they want to send you 35 bikes. Mm-hmm. They don't want to send you three bikes. They want to send you 35 bikes. And you need to be able to sign for those 35 bikes on day one of you being a dealer. Okay. Take the price of the bike, multiply it by 35. Add $10,000 for your signage and your clothing and your accessories and shit like that. If all those things work out, you can be a dealer. And you can get a license in your state. So now you have usually 90 or 120 days of flooring on those bikes. And what that means is the company that granted you this million-dollar line of credit is going to give you 90 or 120 days of free money for those bikes. Okay. However, on the 91st day, you are now paying 6 9 14 18% interest Ouch. on the whole nut. Right. Going back to the day you got them. Ooh. 90 days, same as cash. Okay. 90 days, same as cash. Right. Just like if you bought a sofa. It's 90 days, same as cash. 91 days, shit gets real. So if it sits more than 91 Hold days, on. now your, your profit Guess margin what happens is- at 120 days? Yeah. It hmm. becomes 14%. Hmm. Oh. Guess what happens at 180 days? It becomes 21%. Okay. And they don't take any, any credit into the time of year it is for where you are or anything. You wanted to be a dealer, pal. Yeah. Right. Figure it out. Right, figure it out. And that's why there is this thing where there's a tactic they tell you when you're dealing with dealers to remember that the profit margin on the bike could be 8%, 10%, 14%, 18%. But if his interest is 10% or 14%, right? So the, the interest is higher than the profit margin. Right. So that dealer needs to get that inventory off his floor mm-hmm. because he will lose money by selling it after the 121st day. Mm. Okay, Unless you're a dealer like me who never pays interest, meaning the day the bike turns 88 days old, I'm already sending a check to the flooring company. I'm buying the bike. All right. 
They're no longer loaning me money for the bike, so I have 0% interest on that bike from the day I got it. Juice isn't running at There's that no point. juice running. So when a guy comes in and goes, I saw this bike on your floor five months ago. You yep. got to sell it to me cheap because you're paying money on interest. And mm-hmm. I was like, fuck your hat. You know? <laughs> you don't know what I'm doing. It's I pay this shit any, off. It's not uh, even any hate. Right? I sit here if it's already exactly. paid for. Exactly. It's right. paid for. I can sell it whenever the hell I want or never. Okay, but so let me yeah. ask you this. So now you've paid for the bikes. Right. They're on your floor. You got it. You stopped clearing the line. Yep. How do they? How does it go that you get them to buy them back? Because by law, unless you have violated your dealer contract by poor performance, besmirching the company, or some sort of reckless behavior, right. or stealing from them, right. which means saying you haven't sold the bike when you have sold the bike, and the guys come around to check your inventory for interest purposes, because mm-hmm. yeah, Wells Fargo will show up at our shop every 30 days and count the bikes mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. own that are in my building. Right. And if those bikes aren't there... Well, I have to pay for them. Right. Right? Well, what a lot of dealers will do is they'll say, oh, well, that bike's at a show. That bike's at a motorcycle show in Kansas right now, so it'll be back here in 45 days. Come back in 45 days. Well, they've already sold the bike, but they don't have enough money to pay Wells Fargo off. Mm. So they're going to keep on that, you know, they're, they're like, oh, well, we still got 40 days on that, you know. That bike's got 120 days of free flooring. We're only... 100 days in, or we still got 23 right. days. They're floating Let's line. not admit that we sold it. Let's keep that a secret on Wells Fargo. Well, that's illegal. Right. Right? You're defrauding them. So that is a way you could lose your permit. Or if you are consistently putting bikes on the Internet for below retail price, mm-hmm. you're not abiding by what they call the manufacturer's price policy, right. map right. policy. Right. You can lose your contract a lot of ways, and in which case, then... Fuck you. That's your inventory. Eat it. Good luck, pal. Mm -hmm. But in a situation where you haven't done anything bad, it's just the market's failed, or maybe in the case of Moto Guzzi, Moto Guzzi didn't do the amount of marketing to get you the door swings to represent and keep the product moving. Because that is part of it. Like you, you expect them to do enough work to get you. Yes, right. Right. I've never seen a Moto Guzzi ad advertisement on the internet in a magazine. Anywhere. When was the last time you were on Facebook and got a little message up that said there was some sort of Vespa pant campaign or a right. Piaggio Super Screaming deal or whatever? The point is, you don't, and that's super rare. And a dealer could articulate that if you're not doing that on your end as a manufacturer or distributor, then how am I supposed to sell your bikes for you if you're not doing that end? You know, you can't let real advertising be like solely on my Enfield, they generated a lot of pub- Press. They did. They were on the and back of magazines and, and stuff. They, yeah. they had a presence, you know. Help Absolutely. me to help you. Right. right. So, you know, it's funny with the Guzzi thing with this V85 that they're yeah. TT85, whatever they have going on. They're getting a lot of press. Oh, right they're now. getting tons I of press. I wonder how that's going to roll to see what they do. Are they going to follow that up with advertising or let it go stale? Well, it, the whole thing is we've been through this many times. So, we have been on the perfect place at the perfect time for a lot of disruptive motorcycles. So when the Royal Enfield Continental GT came out, the 500cc Conti GT, mm-hmm. everybody was talking about it. It was written about in every article. Just and, like, it a, and it was a handsome bike. Just like the Himalaya is today, right? right? Except the Himalaya is not a handsome bike, but the GT was a handsome bike. And all of that energy translated to about two or three sales. Wow. But that's still two or three sales, right. okay? And, and what about when the Guzzi had this thing come out? That was pretty big. For that you, was right? pretty big. Got six sales, Okay. okay. 
And then when the uh, California 1400s rolled out, that was the biggest mar- mar- that was the biggest marketing money they ever spent. They had that bike at Sturgis. Mm-hmm. They were you know they were pulling people off of Harley Davidsons and making them ride the motor. There a whole thing with you and McGregor too. <clears throat> yes, they, they got him on exactly. One and did the thing. So what I will say is their strongest push they've had in many many years is for the 1400. Mm-hmm. Irony that that's what's going away. Hmm. Okay, yeah. so these dealers now that are not going out of business through any criminal malfeasance of their own, the manufacturer, by law in the state of Ohio, has 30 days to pick up their inventory and 60 days to pay for it. And what, what price are they paying? What you paid. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, what you so paid. So basically you get your money back. Right. Right. You're getting your money back out of the <clears throat> unit, and as you should. Right. Right, as right. you should. Unless the unit's over 18 months old, in which case then things are prorated down, or they just do, don't agree to take them at all. In which case, that's where that Eldorado that's on my floor came from. Mm-hmm. I couldn't return it. It was too old. So it's, here it is, you know. And we had a couple of E7s that were that way. They were too old. They were over two, three years old. Can't get rid of them. Gootsy doesn't want them back. They don't have to take them back. Do you but get the any, state of Ohio has very clear laws about that. Do you get any kind of, like, so, I mean, do you get anything back on them at all? Or they don't have, they're just <coughs> No, they don't want them. Right. And right. they're too old. They don't have to take them back. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So that pizza we, that pizza we ordered... Mm-hmm. Six months ago, we're not giving you your money back on it. Right. Okay? Because it's been too long. So that's the way that works. Okay. So there's been a large number, a disturbingly large number of Moto Guzzi dealers that have stopped being Moto Guzzi dealers in the past 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. And that's really, I had, a, my, my rep was here, and we had a long chat about this, and it's very scary. I mean, like, the lack of motorcycle dealerships <coughs> that are surviving. When we look at somebody like 53 years in business, all seasons, gonzo. Right. Well, right. he wanted to retire, the owner down Yeah, there. he's 74 years old. Yeah. And he couldn't find a buyer for the joint. Well, Nobody. Maybe he did, Johnny Case. I don't know. I don't well, know. He couldn't, he couldn't but, find a buyer for his turnkey operational business. So he was willing to just close Got the it. doors and say, we're going away because That's no right. one else wants to jump into this game. That's it. And there's nobody that wants to jump into the game. And these guys who are dealer reps, who are guys who are dealer development guys, are going around America beating on the door of existing <coughs> motorcycle shops, of which there are fewer and fewer, saying, hey, will you carry my product? And they're going, sorry, dude, we got Suzuki, and we got Triumph, and we got every... And these companies won't let us carry any other brands. Mm-hmm. This Triumph dealership down here, they can't sell Urals. Like, they can't sell a product that clearly doesn't compete right. with what they sell doesn't matter the contract they have with triumph says you want to be a triumph dealer you get nothing else in this building hmm. this but is think, a flagship I think, store i think bmw might be pulling that stuff too because you see some of the new shops the, they're the bmw branded shops yep. that are completely they have like a very clear aesthetic mm-hmm. and they're bmw specific and how about some of the legacy shops that used to be bmw and honda and aren't honda anymore like so i was thinking of a name yes. in my head they I had to make a choice one. right well, so, another case sure. in point was I've been looking at this. I've been trying to find a Honda Monkey. I want. I, right. I desperately <clears throat> want a Honda Monkey, and I was like, "There's got to be. There used to be a Honda shop on every corner. There's one in every town of any size, and now they're like so scattered about. Mm-hmm. It's it's like there's there's one in Amherst out there. There's the one in Elyria closed down that was used to be Smitty's up here on the Rain Road. It's and, gone. Um, they're either these. Conglomerates like the thing down there in Medina or something. It has superstores, like, superstore, multi-brand yep. or something, and it's gone the way of car dealers where it's like all corporatized or something. It's There's Walmart like, or nothing, friends. Yeah, exactly. So, 
So, so you're, you said that, you know, the big distributors are going around pounding on people's doors to try to mm -hmm. find shops yeah. with, with their contract at hand. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say, let me read your contract. No, I'm not doing that. <clears throat> I'm not doing that. They're the ones that are desperate. You're not, sitting 12 feet away from the guy that did that. Yeah. <laughs> but you made the, t so they either told you, fuck you, or you just said you didn't acquiesce enough. But I would say, you right. know, look, guys. They said, Phil, you're taking 35. <laughs> Phil said, mm, how about 10? What's the 3510 reference? Well, they want to cram those units down your well, throat. Well, okay. So aren't they going to get desperate at some point and just say, all right, take 10? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you guys into page two of tonight's podcast. <laughs> before, before you get to that, yeah. so, like, so you got Guzzi, right? And like all these people yeah. are dropping them. They're not really impressed with them, whatever. They got this new bike coming out that a lot of people have a boner over right now, right? right? Now, as a guy who's thinking, not me, but somebody else that's thinking about, like, okay, I want to buy that bike. Right. Now you can't find a dealership or a serviceable place to get your thing serviced. Are they not thinking about that? Like, I don't care how high of a bike you have. If the, the nearest dealership is four states away and you need to have it serviced or something like that, what do you do? Who built the Moto Guzzi Adventure 850? I have no idea. No, you do know. Moto Guzzi. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right. Where are they headquarters? <laughs> Italy. Uh, Italy. Right. It grants, too. Do you think they, <laughs> do you think they care... Off a whole lot about what is about 3% of their sales. Mm, good point. How mm. much time, effort, and money are they willing to put into what equals 3 to 12% of their sales? Mm. Well, you know, if you're too busy picking up dimes, you're going to miss a lot of dollars, right? right? And so this is the thing. And remember that Americans tend to always feel like, well, how come somebody's not treating me better? Mm. Well, Jerry, what have you done for me lately? Because this is what... This is where it comes back to the manufacturers saying, hey, you know, every day as a dealer, I get to listen to a person come in and say, you know what they should have done? They should have put a this on it. Thank you, Mr. Engineer, who's never bought a product like this before in your life and honestly probably won't buy one. That was a good voice. But <laughs> they want to tell me about oh, how smart God. they are and how they noticed the shortcoming of this mega company. Right. Piaggio is the largest two-wheel vehicle manufacturer in Europe. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you're going to tell me that Piaggio should have done a thing, okay, or should have done a this. And I love going on the internet forums and listening to 75-year-old men tell me what a multi-billion-dollar company should have done mm -hmm. to make them buy one of their products <clears throat> that they never would have bought at full price anyway, and they won't buy it until you mark it down three thousand dollars, lose all your money, and go out of business. <laughs> and then they buy one and bitch about it. Right. So that's the American consumer in a nutshell, and marketing guys have to try to hit that fucker. they got to hit that guy when he's running, willing to spend big money. So all the hard dicks in the world on this ADV 850 aren't going to equal a single sale if it doesn't come in at a price point people are willing to pay, right. or if there isn't a dealer on every corner. You know, How come you don't want to buy a Moto Guzzi? Well, dude, I'm buying a Harley because there's a dealer on every corner. Right. That's, that's... We've heard that a thousand times since we've opened. You know, why do you want a Harley? Because there's dealers everywhere. Mm. Well, cool. I'm going to ask you a question. What kind of car do you drive? Seriously, what kind of car do you drive? Me? Yes. Well, it's a Pontiac vibe, so it's a Toyota. Stop. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Okay. You bought the car at a dealer? <laughs> well, no. Okay, excellent. Very good. What kind of car do you drive? A Fiat 500. And what, did you buy the car at a dealer? Yes. Excellent. How many times have you been back to that dealer? Zero times. Exactly. Okay, keep going. Anyone else want to play this game? Who 
does it matter that there's a Harley Davidson dealer? Why is it important to you that you buy your Harley Davidson? Oh, because there's a dealer on every corner. He bought a Fiat 500, a crazy, weird Italian car, and he's never been back to the dealership. And everything broke. I should have brought it back, but, <laughs> but I didn't. No, but I mean, I, I guess I was yeah. asking about that. Because, like, Harley, you can get parts anywhere. You can, like, stumble on Harley parts in trash occasionally. But, <laughs> Where like, they if, belong. Right. But, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> but if you bought this new fit whatever, where are you going to get parts? Like, That's you're right. going to have to order parts. They're going to be available. Right now. Here, I'll give you guys, I'll give you the free heads up. Would anyone like to guess how many Moto Guzzi dealers there are in the state of Ohio? Zero. Well, yeah. One. Guess. Cadre Cycle, Cincinnati. Oh, oh boy. Wow. I was going to say, uh, there's one in Columbus that I was going to guess. But, uh, okay. Good. That's it. All the way to Cincinnati, yeah. yeah Cincinnati. There's he was, one. He was out before you. And he's he? not even in the middle of Ohio. No. No. He's, he's not even centrally located. basically West Virginia. Yeah. And there's Kentucky. one There's Kentucky. one in Maryland, oh, technically yeah. Maryland, but it's yeah. that part of Maryland that's technically Maryland and not Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And there's another one in Philadelphia. So if you draw a line, you can't get from the Ohio dealer mm-hmm. and the Maryland there. dealer and the, and the Pennsylvania dealer on a tank of gas. That's not good market coverage, people. And then you got to go to north of Detroit to get to the next dealer north. So what do we got is we have these insurmountable distances between dealers because they're what... Look, Triumph talked to us about being a dealer. KTM talked to us about being a dealer. We dropped Royal Enfield. We've dropped a great number of dealers, a great number of lines. What I'm proposing... And I'm going to talk to everybody who used to be a Moto Guzzi dealer and say, what if the rule was instead of having 35 bikes on display, what if I had six bikes on display? Like it was when I went to the Moto Guzzi dealership in Milan. Mm-hmm. You know where Milan is? It's Italy. in Italy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Do you, know what, do you know what the dealer in Milan is famous for? Selling more Moto Guzzi's than any other dealer in Italy. Right. There is a Milan, Ohio, though. There is? That's called Milan. It's Milan. Motorcycle boutique. What's that? It's a so boutique. Ohio no. of them. Well, yeah. Not even. Boutiques don't work. They tried that shit in the airport and it didn't succeed. <sighs> right. They tried a Harley. <clears throat> there was a Harley boutique in our airport. Theoretically, what's lead time? Four days. Five days. If you're in Milan. No. If you're here. If you're here. Yeah. Like, if somebody came in and looked at. Right. They wanted. A different Cali than we had. What's yeah. the time? Four days? Four days. Really? Five days. Why do you need more than one of Thank each you. model? And that's exactly my point. And hold on to that statement. I want you to remember what he they said. they got to move inventory. they got to get hold, it off hold of their books, onto your books. And that's when you're focusing on wholesale. So when your company is focusing on wholesale, not retail, well, all you care about is emptying the warehouse. They're looking, at, Costco. they're looking at <coughs> us as the customer. That's called wholesale. And they're like, yeah, they're out of our hair. When you are focused on wholesaling, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. When you're focused on wholesaling, you want to dump your inventory to the only customer you have, and that is the guy who buys 30 units a year, or the guy you can intimidate into buying 30 units a year. Threaten him. How about this? Let's take the situation, unbreak it. Now we go to every place that works on motorcycles. We go to a bike night. We go into the neighborhood, and we go, hey, Dave, where do you like to take your bike in for service? Where do you like to take your bike in for service? Where do you like to take your bike in for service? Where do you take your bike into service? The minute we get eight guys that all say the same thing, Slappy's House of Motorcycles, we <laughs> Ooh, go over to Slappy's House of Motorcycles and we say, Hey, Slappy, <clears throat> you got enough space over there to put four Moto Guzzi's. Right. 
if you got enough space over to put four Motoguzis, we're going to sign you to what's called a scalable contract. And our scalable contract says that today you're taking four Motoguzis at cost, and you have 120 days to pay for them. Not a million-dollar flooring plan. We're not going to put that kind of juice on you. Mm-hmm. We're going to set you up on a $50,000 line of credit, or $100,000 line of credit, through a bank we're already working with. And there's going to be four bikes sitting here, two leather jackets, one sign, a sign for your window, and we're going to put you on the website. Now let's try to do Slappy's House of Motorcycles in Cleveland, Dave's House of Motorcycles in Columbus, Marty's House of Motorcycles in Dayton, one in Pittsburgh, give me one in Erie. Let's have a good coverage here. Where the people live, let's have a dealership there. They may not be 35 units present. But and there's reason 35 units present devalues your brand, too, because now it's not exclusive anymore. Yeah, I think that if you went in there and you all of a sudden took away the argument, because what was the number one argument in our shop we heard? Why you don't want to buy a Moto Guzzi? Well, there's no dealers anywhere. Well, you're standing in one, cocksucker. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Win friends and influence. People. Yeah. But, okay. But with that four, with that four though, yeah. would you have a mechanic that could work on them? And it's this is where, for Christ's sake. and this is why you go to Slappies, <laughs> right. and you don't go to the local Tesla dealer. Right. And this is why you don't do what Vespa did one time. <laughs> Tesla dealer. And well, Don Tester Ford. Why does that ring a bell? Was a Vespa dealer. <laughs> so were about 32 other Ford dealerships because at one point Piaggio got a wild hair up their ass that if you want to be a wholesaler, you want to get shit out of your warehouse, you need to get it out of your warehouse in a lot of different locations. They made every Arctic Cat snowmobile dealer in America a Vespa dealer one time. Hmm. Now, those are people that clearly know how to work on scooters <laughs> and have their thumb on the pulse of the scooter market right. and are usually in cosmopolitan areas. Yeah. Right? They're with their bougie Louis Vuitton Arctic Cat snowmobile. It's in Norwalk. (laughs) Right, it's in Norwalk. Exactly. The Vespa dealer, dude. What, Slappies? No, No. Tester Ford. (laughs) Tester Ford. (laughs) I know where it's at. Yes. Fucking three buildings on two sides of the street. Buy an F 350 King Ranch edition, get a free Vespa. Really? Had to make his numbers, motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Had to get rid of those Vespa 50s somehow. Nobody else was going to pay $28.99 for a goddamn bike that wouldn't go 30 <laughs> So you were talking about slapping all his buddies around yeah. here in Dayton, and they yeah. all got four bikes. And there's, yeah. So there's 11 of them. There's yeah. 44 bikes out there. So yep. do they have a, for lack of a better term, a dispersed dealership? Yes, they do. They have what's called a scalable business plan. They have now, instead of having one dealer in Cincinnati... And no bikes showing up at bike night in Cleveland, and no bikes showing up at bike night in Erie, and no bikes showing up here. You know, goddamn well, Slappy's going to show up on the new V7. Because guess who was Slappy for a lot of years? You all saw me on a Chrome V7 on a 1400. You saw me at every event in Cleveland, and that's how we ended up having a whole shit ton of Gucci's at DGR. Because when people see stuff out, they buy it. Mm When people see stuff out, they go, man, that V7's pretty cool. I'm going to go talk to that guy about it. Where'd you get it? Where'd you got it there? Oh, that's cool. Mm. And all of a sudden, at DGR and bike I nights and stuff, V7. we started having as many Gootsies at places than there were Triumphs at places on one-tenth of the budget, right? But you're making an impact in an area. We did. We were the number two Moto, or number one Moto Gootsie dealer in America in the second corner of 2017. Well... Slappy can't do that, 
but a lot of little dogs weigh more than one big dog. You're still selling the units, and more importantly, the units are getting out in the hands of the people, and the people can buy the unit, and the people can buy his oil filter at Slappy's, or he can buy his oil filter at Donnie's, or, or he can buy his oil filter on Amazon, which is probably where he's going to really buy it. Yeah. And well, he's still uh, going to take it to Slappy. And Slappy's going to adjust the valves, <clears throat> okay, which is another bike for Slappy to work on. So And upload the new maps. And upload the new maps, yeah. exactly. So yeah. there's no reason that that distributed network system or that distributed dealer system can't work, except for what John said. And that's where you're going to get resistance from these fucking manufacturers. I'm sorry, distributors. Because <laughs> they're not building them. These guys are simply in the American warehouse where they come in and they go out. These are not manufacturers. These are distributors. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're not at the factory. Yeah, Motoguchi USA doesn't build shit. They don't build shit. They don't build anything. They don't even open the boxes. Yet they get a bigger cut than we do. So, here's you go. Would anyone like to guess, today, you want to become a dealer? Today, you want to become a dealer for any given brand of motorcycle. But you're going to have to do a thing that's called... Model representation. Which means you got to have the shit on the floor to show people what shit is for sale. You can't just show them a book. You can't just show them a bunch of pictures hanging on the wall. Okay, let's start with an easy one. So you want to be an Indian dealer. And, and by that you mean motorcycles. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dot or feather. Uh, right. So you want to be an Indian dealer. Would, you, would anyone like to guess how many distinct models of Indian motorcycle you have to put on your floor? Huh. Uh, Twelve. How many did they have? Excellent 15. guess. Keep going. I was going to say 15. 35. Anyone? 15? I'll say 15. All right. Does Indian have? Every color. Or does, well, Every color. Variations variations what, what, yeah, what do you say? No, no. Distinct. distinct models. I'm not distinct talking models. colors here, people. Ooh, okay. I'm talking distinct models. Models. Does 18. Indian have 15 distinct models? Well, that's the question. Well, we're going to find out. I'm about to let you know. <laughs> 23. Okay. Right. So if you can't contribute, well, hang asking, in there. Yeah, I'm asking. You're about to get the answer. Somebody say 12, Ooh. I'll say 13. Okay. Say Who's come closest? There are two the distinct FTRs. That's okay. the new one. Hmm. That's uh, the flat tracker. Hmm. The FTR and the FTRS. Okay. There's three different scouts. A 60, a scout, and a bobber. There's a chief dark horse. There's... Five different baggers. The Chief Vintage, the Springfield, the Springfield Dark Horse, the Chieftain, the Chieftain Dark Horse, the Chieftain Classic, and the Chieftain Limited. Oh, my God. And the Roadmaster. There are 15 distinctive different Indians. Wow. So today you want to open your Indian dealership. You must sign for 15 bikes. Hmm. How many of which are going to be turds that aren't going to move at all? I can answer that. Because we just went up to the dealership in Plymouth, Michigan. <laughs> well, because, you know, there's always hot movers. And they're oh, always, oh, they're, oh. They're going to send those Pontiac hey guys, gas Hold on, hold on. This is an excellent oh, wait, subgame. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another Indian. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Would anyone like to guess? I just went up to the dealership in Pontiac, Michigan. Part of a little company you may have heard of called the Penske Group. They have oh, yellow yeah. trucks, yeah, race yeah, cars. Yeah. That no, Raj, yeah. yeah, you know these guys, right? So, right. Raj is cool, dude. Right, exactly. Right. We've seen Penske, so we know that he has limited resources. So four or five years ago, there was a building up there that was specifically built for smart cars. <laughs> that went away. <laughs> that became available very affordably. 
And Penske bought that building. Mm-hmm. And he decided mm-hmm. to make it into a premier Indian, Indian destination. Oh, yeah. Two pinkies I in the there was a this casino. Month. Well, Pontiac's an Indian town. Well, Pontiac is a place where... <laughs> <laughs> well, Pontiac is a place where all of the executives from Detroit could go and have their beach houses mm. and their cottages. If nobody, if anybody's like, Pontiac, Pontiac, Michigan, I hear that's very close to Flint. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everyone there has a yacht. Yes, yeah, so Chagrin Falls. It's a Michigan, pontoon boat, yeah, but it's yeah. a yacht. Right. And they all live on the water, and they all have gates. And it's where all the people from the big three all, the, yeah, all built their beach houses. It's where Chris Smith would live if he lived in Detroit. <laughs> well, <yeah>. Big one. <laughs> so it's, you know, 45 minutes north of Detroit. But it is you can drink, baby. <laughs> well, and they were conveniently located between the BMW dealership and the Mercedes dealership. Gives you an idea what street they were at. Okay? Beautiful. All the sign package. Million dollar outfit. They were in business for exactly four years. Wow. Yikes. $5.1 million startup costs. Mm. Ouch. Ouch. Bones. Nothing left but the skeleton after four years. Wait. The lift wow. work and everything that's in there. But would you like to guess? The bikes that were left. The bikes that even Indian didn't want to pick up. Do you know what model those bikes were? Scout. Yeah. I agree with Dustin. Tell us, Uncle Phil. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Chieftain Limiteds, Chieftain Classics, and Chieftain Dark Horses. All 18 of them. Wow. Do you know Why? Because they're the goddamn most expensive bikes that Indian sells. Nobody wants the dark horse? Everyone wants the Scout. Mm. Because mm. that's your cost of admission. That gets you in the game. Oh, the the Scouts horse. are cheap and cheerful. People like them. Guess who's not buying motorcycles these days? Harley Davidson could tell you. Youngsters. Okay. Big dudes on giant bikes. That Rushmore package thing, it was not a profit center for them. Mm. Okay. Is that based on the movie? Yeah, I know. It's based on like a $97 million display system on your bike in miles of wire. Okay, cool. So I like the movie Rushmore. Yeah. Today, you want to sign up to be a Moto Guzzi dealer. How many distinctive different models of Moto Guzzi are there that you'll have to put in your showroom if you want to represent the line? Twelve. Nine. 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 Thirty-five. Fourteen. <laughs> I'm going to say fifteen again. Wow. Now, and why this is fun, because we all know there's only a V7... There's only a V9, and there's only a 1400. We're not even counting the V85 that isn't available right, yet. Yeah, yeah, right. Because the 1200s are all gone. So we only have a V7, a V9, and a 1400. Oh, yeah, the no V7, more. they had the stone, the classic, and the, uh, Keep going. the, ra- the racer. No, they had the... No, they have the no, bagger I'll tell thing. you what. What's He's the... right. Uh-huh. But keep going. They have the bagger one thing. It looks like a BMW now. Bobber. The bobber and the... What is that one? It's the so V7 you know. bagger thing. It's the stone... <laughs> The Special, the Racer, the Carbon Dark, the Milano, the Carbon Shine, and the Rough. <laughs> I can't make this up. I know a lot has changed like since we were doing But sometimes yeah, I like They've the added like at least three of those since. Uh, so there are seven different V7s. V9s, there's the Bobber, the Roamer, and the Bobber Sport. And that's a new one. The 1400. The Milano is in the V7. No, the Milano. Oh, the Mulatto. <laughs> <laughs> we call those lattes now. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the 1400s, the Audace, the Eldorado, the California, and the MGX-21. Think about the money they spent just on the MGX-21 to have that shit out for one year. Yeah. Two years. 
all the money on the carbon fiber What's stuff. What's next? The MGX22? This is about one of the rarest bikes. Have you bought one of those? All I know is I have an Eldorado over there that just became a lot more desirable. Uh, so are they making all of these different variations because they think they could sell them or because they know that they can sell them to the dealer? Well, and here's where we're going to get into history. Anyone like to guess how many tw- Triumphs you have to sign for? Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Come on, guys. 17. 15. 26. 35. <laughs> 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 Tim. I'm going to one of these times. John, I want to shut you up with my dealer. 26. Sooner or later, you're going to get it. Now we're saying. Now we're not even saying representing the colors. <laughs> we're not even saying halfway through the year they bring out the Dingleberry edition. And you know you got to get one of those, right? <laughs> We've all seen the 50th anniversary Primavera and, and dealers get them. Like, like, shit. I already ordered 46 bikes, but now they got the 50th anniversary, whatever. The V7 Racer, the 50th anniversary. <clears throat> that thing came Those out. Those fucking moved good, though. Yeah, they did. I mean, but how, how angry are you? You've already got 46 you had to take. And then halfway through the year, you've already got what you had to take. You're already maxed out. Oh. And they dropped some special edition on your also ass. Got and none of the other ones are here. And- Right. Six from the year before that. Bingo. <laughs> no, those are selling, but the hot chrome one is out that's the door. Right, because right. that's all you would have ordered. And that's all you would have ordered. Mm-hmm. And your own personal. Once again, at Slappy's house of Motoguzzi, he would have been careful because he he knows his customers and he only would have ordered that. Right? right. And half the way through the year, when that special edition came out, he would have had some money left over to buy that thing. Mm-hmm. Get it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you can't when you're maxed out on your credit. Right. Okay. As a dealer, yeah. once you buy the the required amount of motorcycles, like one of every type, are you allowed to you know pick and choose from there? Like, oh, I want three of this one. And sometimes and... you can, sometimes you can't. Okay. So sometimes they'll say to the needs of the company, they might say, "Oh, do you want that 50th anniversary V7 and Chrome? Great. Take three MP3s, mm. and, and, how, how much and you'll you... get one V7 and Chrome. And how much does your your Boring space and sales volume lead to what you can actually get. I'm um, not sure where you're at. Basically, there's levels. Right. Okay. So there's levels, and the idea is the more you take, the more discounts you can get. But so if, if you're like yeah. if you're a Walmart, yeah, of bikes, yes, and that special edition comes out, mm-hmm. and you have that, well, that can that Walmart place get seven of bikes that he knows he's going to sell? Sometimes they will can't? say that. A bike will come out and they'll say each dealer is only allowed to get two. Okay. Sometimes a bike comes out and says each dealer has to take two. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And that can be a real problem. I've heard of schemes where mm-hmm. you know it's not necessarily about buying the product, but right. getting other people to sell the product for yeah. you. Yeah. That sounds a lot like what this is. It does doesn't it? It's called okay. a pyramid scheme. Yeah. All right. So anyway, triumph, guys, triumph. A Ponzi scheme. Focus. Fifteen. Imagine. I, I say, fellows. I focus. wonder what it would feel like to be a guy that just. Opened a Triumph dealership. 46. <laughs> Continue. Is that a million dollars of credit going to do it? Let's ask you that way. 24. Shit. Oh, I'm getting closer. 24 yeah. distinct models. Wow. I think fun, Harley will have I'm going to go through them <laughs> just because it sounds hilarious when you think that Triumph really only has two motors. Right. I mean, three essentially. But yeah, there's not a lot of motor variants with Triumph to, to squeeze. 24 distinct models uh, out Give me one second. So I'm, I'm going no, through. I'm not going to give you one five. second. It's I think five. So like, yeah, yeah, but I want two-cylinder, a three-cylinder, a four-cylinder. What the and hell? Speed triples. There's an S, an R, an RLRH, and an RS. That's four versions of a bike mm-hmm. that have to be on your floor. Mm. 
Okay, Tiger 800s, you got an XCA and an XRT. Mm -hmm. Tiger 1200s, you got an XCA and an XRT. Speed Twin, believe it or not, that's a thing. It's a 900. Scrambler 1200, <laughs> XC and an XE. Street Twin, 900. Wait, 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 wait. The Street Cup. What the huh? fuck is what that? What is that? It's a down market street. Oh, okay. Boy. Okay. It's a racing street. It's wow. a special. <clears throat> the Bonnie. Both the T100 and the Black. <clears throat> the Street Scrambler. 900. Bonnie as a T120, a T120S, a Black, a Diamond, and an Ace, and a Base. In your face. <laughs> in your face. In your face. I saw the signs. You're laughing. Dude. I can tell you the name of five or six people who are crying. Yeah. <laughs> because as of ICMA, they added nine. <laughs> so there's like a, a guy about 1,500 feet away from you that's not really happy right now. Who was not real happy to find out that there were nine new distinct models. <laughs> or as Cycle World put it in their article they wrote, Triumph unveils at ICMA nine new completely unnecessary models. This <laughs> <laughs> is like those pancake things they come up with at IHOP. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. like sprinkles and the strawberry Rudy Tootie, fresh and fruity yeah. in your booty. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got cooties. All right. The uh, Bobber S. Are you eating there too? <laughs> you get the Bobber in black and standard. Those are two models. Uh, so not, color, no, no, it's not a color choice. choice. The black is all blacked out. The, it's a whole special model. As the name and then the standard comes in four different colors. Oh, if you get is into one color of black, glossy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you get into color choices on these, it goes into the hundreds. Oh, I, I couldn't even do it. Uh, Thruxton, oh, two yeah. different ones, twelve hundred and an R. Okay, they're different. You get a brand new Speedmaster, and you have thank God there's only one rocket. Wow. Okay. But that's still 24. Mm -hmm. I measured. The building's not big <laughs> enough for 24. Like, you, you, you can't. Like, 24's too many. Right? Okay. 24's too many. All they right. start storing them outside of the mm. car dealerships, too. Be fine. That's it. Sure. Nobody's taking them. No, they won't last long, huh? No, it's fine. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Okay. Now, I'm trying to find my, my sheet because it's really, it's really fun. Sounds like a bunch of sheep to me. It is a <laughs> bunch of sheep. So, would you like to think of when... Oh, wait. Harley. Oh, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, John. 35. 36. 35. 35. It's 36. <laughs> 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 I like, I like uh, Nick back up on that. You're going to have to split the lottery with Nick. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? 36, man. <laughs> Street, 500, 750, and Rod. Sportster. Super low. Iron. Iron 1200. 1200C. 4848S. And the Roadster. Seven different Sportsters. There are ten distinct soft tails. I'm not even going to list them. Okay? <laughs> it's gone crazy. It is there are ten distinct glides. Wow. Oh, I will not even list them. Thank Anal. you. There are two trikes. The glides. There are three CVO glides and one live wire. Wow. Which I listed because it is on their website and they are taking deposits. Huh. So and you okay. should because it killed the company. So, okay. so technically, it is thirty-six. <laughs> yeah. It's thirty-five without the live wire. Take away the auto the live wire, and right? You're, 35. you're at thirty-five. You're, on, you're on the money. I always check okay. out the Astroglide. So, what year do you think was the last year that buying motorcycles made sense? 
Seventy-two. In the world. <laughs> in the world. Because I'm going to introduce you guys to a concept that might shock you. 2006. Keep going. That's cool. I want, I want your opinion of when do you think you walked into a motorcycle dealership and didn't just get snowflaked into existence? Like, we make a bike for everybody, you know? Because well, guess what? What year was it That's when gas problem. was almost, like, we thought it was going to be Two five th- bucks a gallon? 2008 was a predefined market. So I've identified a couple of years that I thought were significant to the motorcycle industry. There was one year in particular where one company that had a remarkably small lineup. 1983. Nope. 1977. I was off by five. So in 1977, you could buy in this one year a CB400F, a CB550F, a CB550K, a CB750 automatic, a CB750F, a CB750K, and a CJ360, and a GL1000. Eight. Eight bikes. I'm not counting dirt bikes and things under 200 cc. Right, different. Okay? Yeah, right. 250 cc right. under. We're not counting that because everybody gets weird with that well, shit. Well, I was just thinking, like, I had... These the, are street bikes. I had the poster that had the yeah. 1969 lineup. lineup. Yep. And it was... Nine fucking, bikes. Yeah. No, I mean, with all the minis. Oh, the minis and, 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 yeah, and right. all the shit that they yeah. sold. Was right. The idea is, I wouldn't... I don't think it's fair to to compare all the tiny toy stuff. Even then, the though, the 135. Right. No, because Harley doesn't have any of those tiny toy bikes. Indian doesn't have any of those tiny toy bikes. None of these companies have that. Triumph doesn't have a 500. Motoguzzi doesn't have well, a 500. I, I don't yeah. think all of the the manufacturers are being ridiculous. Like how, I don't think BMW is that way. Is it, like how many? I do didn't they do have? BMW. Yeah. Well, I didn't do BMW. I however, think they are. Really? I really do. Yeah. Go back to yeah. They have. They have. Harley. Yeah. You, you figure that like each model has at least two to three. Yeah. And they have at least five models. So that's Honda at least in '77. So to give fair play. For Honda in 1977, their biggest competitor in the United States was Harley Davidson. Which Harley Davidson had ten bikes. So what you're saying is CSC they had the Motorcycles FL, the FL, has five. So CSC Motorcycles right. has five. So well, they're more back to the roots of. So now I'm getting the question is how many do you need? Okay, because what happened to Honda between 1977 and 1981? I think we may have found out where the problem happened. And that was somebody tasted some success, and somebody from the marketing department said, we got a little money to spend now. Let's make a seat for every ass instead of an ass for every seat. Mm-hmm. So the mentality in 1977 was you bought an motorcycle, and then you bought things <coughs> to put on the motorcycle to make it yeah. into the thing you wanted it to be. So it started out life as a CB750K or F, and then you bought stuff to make it into a touring bike. Or you bought stuff to make it into a perverted scrambler or whatever, right? Okay. A racer. Yeah, whatever it was, a racer or whatever. But they didn't sell 15 different versions of that same 15 different versions of that same thing. Even the Goldwing of that year was a naked bike. It was a naked bike. It was a Goldwing. By 1981, we had got 20. Okay. By 1981, four years later, we'd gone from 8 to 20 bikes. That's ridiculous. Now imagine being a dealer in 1981 and having Honda tell you that you now have to carry 20 bikes <clears throat> when you used to carry eight. That's a, tough, that's a tough pill to swallow 
But it's no different than what Triumph's having to go through right now, or Motoguzzi dealers are having to go with right now. Do you think that Honda's doing that right now, though? Because it seems mm -hmm. like, I don't know, do they have 20 now? How many sub-variants of uh, CTX are there? They've got yeah. two versions of the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good point. You could have really? a version of the monkey in, an, in a package, right? Yep. You could have a version of a thing, like you could have a versus... And then shit to go on the verses. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. you could narrow it down to a thing, and then the dealer would have to have a thing, and then on the wall they could have pictures of the thing with the things on it. We had a V7, and then all of a sudden we had a V7 Scrambler, and then we had a V7 Scrambler Stornello. So we had a V7, a V7 Special, a V7 <coughs> Scrambler, a V7 Stornello. They were all the same thing. Right. They were just different shit added to it, but dealers had to carry them. Okay. It's crazy because, yeah. like, you know, everybody has their own opinions of what they like. Yeah. So if they just had the base <coughs> model, right, and then you could just buy shit for it, like if they did in 1977, maybe. Right, right, right. It's kind of cool. Or, yeah. or yeah. you could have you could have the distinct models, right? But the dealer only has to carry a the V7 base or right. one or two V7. He right. doesn't have to carry all of right. them. That's exactly. And it. You, he could have the oh, you want the special edition? Uh, oh, we can order that in special for you. But you because of the wholesale mentality and the idea that the warehouses have to be emptied, mm -hmm. the dealer becomes the victim. The dealer becomes the guy who has to be the warehouse. So the dealer has to become the warehouse, but he doesn't <clears throat> need to be the warehouse because the bike can be here in four or five days. Before your credit application is done and financed and the ink's dry, we could have your bike out of the crate that you special ordered. There's no problem. But the dealers don't want to pay, or I'm sorry, the importers, the distributors, don't want to pay for these warehouses, and they also like the idea of it's less paperwork to have a dealership who moves 50 units, and if he goes out of business in five years, well, yeah, we'll find another one. Well, the problem is you're not finding any more. Not no more. They make okay. Their, they make their money if you take your first delivery. When do you think this insanity started on the epic scale that we're in today? I figured out the high <coughs> water mark. And it's called the good old day phenomenon. Harley Davidson's best year for motorcycle sales. Would anyone like to guess what their absolute on record number one volume of unit motorcycles they built was? 2003. I was thinking five. It's 2004, right between you guys. Mm -hmm. All right, so 2004. <coughs> Would anyone like to guess how many models Harley Davidson had in 2004? And, 35. And why? And why today? We are still carrying forward this bullshit about a sub-model for everybody. Hmm. 39 models. Wow. In That's 2004. So, so they can say, in their perverted view, they can say, the year that we sold, the year that we built 350,000 motorcycles, which is a big number, I don't care who you are. The year we built 350,000 motorcycles, we had 39 bikes in our lineup. Now, is anybody ready for the phone book of bikes built by Harley-Davidson in 2004? You're going to make my head hurt. There were 16 bikes that had the letters F and X in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> Including three of them that were FXSTDs. <laughs> there were three different ways you could get. I just picked up an FX STD. There were three different ways you could get an STD or Harley dealer. Is that the year the year Honda came out with the uh, Honda penicillin? <laughs> There's everything on this list except for a pedophilia. Uh, so I had one of those. in two thousand, that's a douche. But but I what I'll tell you is there was the FL 
So just in the FL series, the STC, the CI, the F, and the RI. The FXD is blast because it goes FXD, FXDI, FXDL, FXDLI, FXDWG, FXDWGI, FXDX. Is he reading code? I am. To Harley people, they're picturing what each of these oh, bikes is. Yeah. Can, yeah, if, Every time if I read a number, hesitate just yeah. after it, I'll tell I, you what model it is. Right, exactly. And this was going to be the Stump the Cochran game, Stump Chrome game. <laughs> I'm um, playing that game. Right. It, no, it's true, but I mean, okay, we'll play the game. VRSCA. It's an easy one. Uh, that's a V Rod. Exactly. That's the standard. Yep, that's a standard V Rod. Yep. Yep. FLHRCI. FLH, RCI, Road King, Classic, Fuel Injected. I was going to say it's an easy one because it's the one yeah. we had here. It's the same <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah, it's the, or it's the same generation. It's um, a V-Twin, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Liquid cool or uh, <laughs> air-cooled. Well, this is a really, this is a tough one because there's the uh, FLHTSE. That's a triglide. It is. That's why. That's why. Special I said edition it. trike. Exactly. It's, it's a, a t- it's a trike. TSC. Yeah. That's the uh, toe sucker edition. <laughs> and then there's the FLT. <laughs> there's the FLTLE, which is another one I thought. That's was. that is a tr- FLTLE. That is a uh, what's the what's the tour glide called now? Road glide. It's the road glide. Yeah, it's that's the road a road glide, glide yep. special edition. Special edition. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. Limited so, edition. Uh, I'm so, disgusted, but impressed. I'm disgusted, <laughs> but impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I dropped a little bit in my mouth, but I'm, I'm impressed, yeah. You know, in software, yep. LE stands for light edition. Oh, yes, and then there's the FXDSTSI. FXD is a Dyna. Yep. T is touring. Sport touring. Sports. This is the one you like. Oh, it's the convertible. It's Dyna the convertible. convertible. Exactly, it's the convertible. Yeah, yeah it's the one you like. Top goes down. So, goes down. <laughs> no, mid <laughs> Press the button and the roof comes back. <laughs> Harley Davidson. So that's 2004, and that's when you look at their high water market. So you want to know why, as does Harley, so do so many other people are selling bikes in America. And the problem is they're following a bad example. And that's why you have dealers, eight Indian dealers I can name, that have gone out of business in the past four years, right? These are mega-dollar operations, people who put their heart and blood, life, soul, plus all the people that worked there. They're all unemployed because of this idea that the dealership needs to carry 39 distinctive models of bikes. And that at your Triumph dealer, you need to be able to go in and see 24 distinctive models of bikes. Quit it, people. Have four fucking bikes, and then shit you can do to them. You know? To your point, then. Yeah. So then, talking about CSC bikes with him taking right. his um, thing. Yeah. So they have a new bike. It's it's the San Gabriel. It's an SG250. Yeah. It's the 230cc. Yep. Proven Honda motor that's been obliterated from everybody. You know, just redone a thousand Made times. By a thousand places. Yeah. I was going to say places. you be careful with the way you say Honda in that. Sentence. Right. Well, right. I mean, like it was originally yeah. a 